welcome back. Welcome back. I am so excited today. Oh my gosh. Can I just say I am thankful and grateful? And it's so important to have an attitude of gratitude. Listen, tonight or this morning, wherever you're located, (laughs) we have a special treat because this show is about breaking or dismantling the myths that are associated with this new year in regards to new year foods. Okay. And, you know, some people think that this is actually harmless, but, um, you know, I used to be one of those people. I used to be the one to say, oh, it's just food or it's just tradition. It's just this, it's just that. But listen, there's, there's much more. And I'm so happy that you guys are with me tonight or this evening, wherever you're located. Because when I looked at the Spotify analytics, I'm like, there's people in Sweden and Ethiopia that are actually tuning in. And I'm just so grateful for everyone. I'm grateful for everyone who's actually sitting in and listening and just putting in some input too. You never know how your comment may help. Now, let's see in the chat. Hi. Hi, everybody in the chat. How are, how's everybody doing on this lovely evening? Now, the title. The title is Keep Your Who Do Foods. As for me and my house, we serve the most high, the most high God, the most high, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who knows the beginning from the end, the alpha and omega. We serve him. We don't want anything to do with your hoodoo practices, your voodoo practices, your way of the world, your new age doctrine. We don't want anything to do with that, with those topics. And we are so dedicated over here to exposing truth and to say, hey, who are you going to choose? Choose ye this day, truth or tradition. So the title states, hi, hi, everybody. (laughs) I just read the chat. The title states, keep your hoodoo foods. And this this stems from, there is actually, of course, with this new year coming up, and we, we all know. This is not technically a a brand new year right now. This is according to the Gregorian calendar, which is what we go off of in this age and on this earth. Okay. So we cannot, we cannot do away with, oh, well, let's not go with this calendar because this is what we use now. Okay. So we know that this is not technically a, a brand new year. We get it. But for the sake of better words, this is what we use. We use 1992, 2024. We use this in everyday language. So we can't just say, let's get rid of the calendar and the practices. Hi, Barbara. (laughs) I haven't seen you in a while. Yes, right. And make sure that when you're coming in, make sure that you're hitting the like button. Now, For me and my household, we serve the most high. So what is hoodoo? So many times we hear about voodoo. Um, We know that this is, it comes from ancient practices. We know that this this sorcery comes from ancient practices. But when we're talking about 
hoodoo. This is a set of spiritual practices and traditions that, re that were created by African-American slaves in the Southern United States. And this stemmed from traditional African spiritualities that were mixed with Christianity and botanical language all together. So we have these three entities that merged to develop what is called hoodoo. Now, practitioners of hoodoo are called root workers, conjure doctors, conjure men or women, and you know, root doctors, okay? Um, as far as New Year's, traditionally, now I can speak for this because I'm from the South. I am, I don't live there anymore, <laughs> but um, I've always, you know, I am a Southern girl. I am from the South. You know, I remember um, the tradition in the South was, especially among African-Americans, this is not all, and this is not limited to, okay? But this was predominantly amongst African-Americans on New Year's Day, they would eat traditional foods such as black eyed peas, collard greens. Those were the two most important staples on the plate of food. Okay. And then it would be accompanied with some type of meat. Usually it would be, um, I would say where I'm from, it would be maybe like a ham or some type of roast. But the main things that you had on that plate were black eyed peas and collard greens, right? Or mustard greens, some type of greens. Oh, it's nice seeing you too, Barbara. <laughs> now, in hoodoo, which we just explained, this comes from African spirituality that is blended with Christianity and botanical knowledge from Africa. Now, look, I'm all, I've always tell people that when you're here on my channel, don't just take my word for it. You go ahead and, and research it yourself. Go research it. It's always good to have, you don't ever take someone's just their word and just say, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to just go with that. Always do your own research. Always pick up the Bible for yourself. Also read for yourself. Ask the most high God for understanding. Now. In hoodoo, most grains and beans, mind you, this is taken from their site. Yes, I had to go in the trenches to look up what are the practices that these people do. Um, and I tell people this, I really, of, of, at this aspect, when it comes to researching occult practices, you have to put on the whole armor of God. You have to cover yourself with the blood of the Messiah. Matter of fact, right now, Father, in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach, Jesus of Nazareth, we cover ourselves with the whole armor of you, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace. Father, open the listeners ears and, and let them absorb the knowledge that is going to set them free from traditions of men and that is going to catapult them into the truth of your knowledge, okay? 
Now let's move on. In hoodoo, most grains and beans are a symbol of wealth because they grow abundantly. Again, this is not me making this up. This is on two or three websites. One of them is called Hoodoo Voodoo, and there's another one. Wait a minute, see. Let's see. The other one is a blog site, and it is um, under you know their their practices. Okay, let's just say that. Now, the black IPs, and they have in parentheses, coins are paired with greens, and in parentheses they have money in Southern hoodoo. And I quote, black eyed peas were plentiful and considered the pennies from heaven. The peas will forever be a symbol of wealth and gratitude in the culture. Also, this is, uh, this is the whole blog from them, from this site. Also, Southern tradition states that black eyed peas are a symbol of emancipation from free slaves. <clears throat> and before January 1st, 1863, New Year's Day was known as one of the most dreadful days to African Americans, widely known as Heartbreak Day, because the enslaved people spent New Year's waiting and wondering if their owners were going to rent them out to someone who will break up the family. In doing so, enslaved Africans already recognized the abundance of black IPs. Southern New Year's traditions, deeply rooted in hoodoo practices, exemplified the cultural rich richnesses and resilience of African communities. Everybody hear that? In addition to all greens were a symbol of wealth in hoodoo. All greens were a symbol and of wealth in hoodoo. Some greens originated, and then they're just going to talk about, you know, where they originated in different parts of Africa. And it goes to say on, with that being said, and I quote, this is all in quotations here. Greens and black eyed peas were not a stranger to the ancestors and were very historical to the ancestors. Now, what does our Bible say about the ancestors? According in my Bible, in, according to Ephesians, the dead know nothing. Again, the dead know nothing. The living know when we will die, but the dead know nothing. And that is in Ephesians. So all of this about our ancestors are guiding us. Let me tell you, you the ancestors are familiar spirit. If you're hearing from ancestors with love, you heard it here first. Your ancestors are not the ones talking to you. What you're talking and communicating with is a familiar spirit pretending to be an ancestor. They are familiar in your lineage. This is why they know your mom and dad's last name and where you grew up and things like that. 
They're familiar to your lineage. Your ancestors are dead. They're not guiding us. You don't have a spirit guide. This is, that's not it. And one thing about these traditions, where is the Bible in all of this? Let me read the comments. Demi says, wow, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. Now, if you were like me, I would say, you know, it's just food. It's not big. It's not a big deal. That's how I was. I was, I was just like that. You may think it's food. It's not a big deal. Um, one thing about eating that is significant is that eating was a way to seal a covenant. Eating was a way to actually seal the deal. To break bread with someone was how you make a deal. You come into agreement with someone when you eat together. This is how we get the term, let's break bread. Let's talk over a meal. This is where we get that from. Eating was not just eating. Oftentimes, and you've heard um, some of the dream playlists that I have done, eating in the dream, that was a way to initiate an agreement Really, really, you know, this that was that's a really sneaky, sneaky snake way of the devil not being able to get to you physically, so he will come to you spiritually and give you something to eat. This is why people have dreams where they're sitting in a banquet eating, gorging on food, stuffing their faces. This is why. Because eating was never just let's eat together, it was a sign of agreement. It's a sign that I trust you. Let's share a meal. Demi says, this is all taught from generation to generation. So callously, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So many tribes and communities took eating together as a sign of agreement. Now, the enemy, he knows that he can't come to you and say, hey, sign right here, and I'm just going to take over your life. He knows that, especially if you are a believer. So what would be the next, the next best thing is to get you through a realm where you're, where you can't detect what you're really doing, where you don't have full control, which is in your sleep, which is when you're dreaming, when your physical body needs sleep, but your soul man state is still awake. Remember, our bodies are tripartite, physical man, soul man, spirit man. Yes, you, you don't know where you could be in agreement with. That is correct. Now, apart from the symbolism within the foods, you have the greens meaning prosperity, the what was it? The peas meaning, no, it was the peas meaning prosperity. 
degrees meaning money. Yeah, just with the, that symbolism. And, uh, you know, we have the meats. Let me scroll up. <clears throat> then we have um, the meats, many different, uh, what was it? The pork, many prosperity too. Because all of them means they meant some different things. Okay, black eyed peas were the, were the coins. And then the greens were the money and southern hoodoo. And black eyed peas were plentiful, plentiful and considered, considered pennies from heaven. Now, with knowing all of that, do you really think that the most high God is okay with allowing people to put their faith in a dish? When you're doing this, it's the same thing with the prosperity gospel. You're telling people you don't need Christ. What you need to do is eat this plate of black eyed peas. What you need to do, you don't need Christ. No, no, no. You need to eat a lot of these greens. <laughs> you, doesn't that sound ridiculous? It sounds absurd. I mean, I'm, oh, excuse me, I do, I'm recovering from a cold, so bear with me, but I could not. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I had to get on here and I had to talk about it because guess what? The main people that are sharing and giving into this foolishness are believers of the most high God. And they will stand, they will go to church on that. What is it? The first night, New Year's night. Cause I don't even celebrate it to tell you the truth, but I don't judge people that do you do you. Okay. I'm not here to judge anybody, but they go to church on this new year day, whatever. And they say, oh, I'm starting this new, this new year, right? I'm in the church. But soon as they get home, I'm eating these greens for luck. I'm eating these black eyed peas for, for money. Wait a minute. Now you're telling me I don't need Christ. I need to eat more of this plate of luck and prosperity, then I will be okay. And some people think that this is harmless. It is not harmless. There's implications about eating. Eating is a sign of covenant. <clears throat> eating is when you come in agreement with the next party or with your belief, anyone's belief, you sit and eat. This is a sign, this is an ancient principle. And Demi says it then doing this every year and there is still no prosperity. In fact, when you do it, it probably gets worse. Why? Because the, the roots are in hoodoo. I didn't make this up. I did not create this website. This is coming from three sites I took this from. I took this from three sites. This is not anything that I just said, hey, you know what? Let me just know. This is from their site. This is from the ancient hoodoo and cultural site. That's the first one. The second one is a blog. And the third one is another blog. And then for the definition of hoodoo, that is the actual definition. Hoodoo is a set spiritual practice and traditions of enslaved African-Americans in the Southern United States. 
I didn't make this up. Everybody, you have to do your own research before you put, before you eat or you sit back and say, this is for luck. This is prosperity. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with these foods by themselves. But the problem is when you say, I am going to eat this because it gives me luck. I am going to eat this because it gives me prosperity. That is the problem. That is the problem. Do you know that there are grave, grave consequences of following the traditions of men? The traditions of men. The traditions of men appears in the Bible more than one time. The first, well, one of the, the times is in Matthew 15, where our master, Jesus of Nazareth, he confronts the Pharisee. Remember who the Pharisee were? They were sticklers of traditions of men. They will hold on so tight to the traditions, they couldn't even uphold them. But they had the outward appearance of being holy. So Jesus, he confronted the Pharisee and the teachers of the law because they accused him of not, you know, basically following the commandments because Jesus did not wash his hands the way that they wanted to, the way that the tradition was before eating. And so our master, he, he pointed out their hypocrisy. Do you know how many times our master said, you den of vipers, hypocrites? Imagine doing that in, in a church today where you see these holy, sanctified, praying for five hours straight, hypocrites. Imagine seeing that today. And, you, and you're, they're looking at you like, oh, you know, sister so-and-so, you're not supposed to wear no pants. Sister so-and-so, you're not, the way you carry yourself, the way you dress, or you have tattoos. Oh, wait a minute. The way you mean to tell me you don't have a church? Can you imagine someone turning around and saying you hypocrite? That's what... You know, if Jesus was, if this was this day, there would be no church. <laughs> the money changing in the church. Think about it. They're selling soap, selling oil in the church, selling prayer cloths and soy candles. Our master said, you hypocrites. He turned those tables over. You said, he said, you den of vipers synagogue of satan he wasn't playing with them they had the nerve to criticize our master about a hand washing and it was because they were traditionalists how many of you know well you know mama gonna get mad if we don't go and Eat her greens for luck. She made, she said, you got to eat all your plate because these beans will give you coins. 
What did our master say about that? Read Matthew. He said, whoever leaves his mother and father for his name's sake, meaning if you turn your back on the traditions of men, what you grew up with, what you're accustomed to. I'm telling you, look, you got to get, matter of fact, somebody pull this scripture up. And I'm on live. Usually I pre-record. So I could be able to do, 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 do. But I'm going to have to get this while y'all on here. You're just going to have to bear with me. <laughs> then we have Paul. Okay, Apostle Paul. He says, follow it. This is in Colossians 2 and 8. Um, Apostle Paul warns the... Col- <coughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Bear with me. I have a slight cold. He warns the Colossians against being taken captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy. Mind you, another translation says being swept away by every vain doctrine. Meaning don't get caught up because it sounds good. Don't get caught up because, oh, it's from the motherland. So it's got to be right. No, that's what's got so many people wrapped up is this fake um, idolatry of let's all go back to our air quotes because you can't see me. It's air quote roots. And this is not just African, right? But this, it, it largely is. Some of us are dealing with Nordic demons, nor in Norwegian ancestry. We're, we're dealing with all type of Asian and um, Hindu spirits we have in our, our lineage. Of course, it's not just African, but you see such a huge push to go back to African hoodoo, voodoo, and all type of African spirituality. Why? Why? Anybody? Can somebody answer the question? Why? Why now is it such a huge push? I don't understand it. Well, I understand it, but I, I mean, I can't believe I'm seeing it right in front of my eyes. And yes, it is the hypocrisy. I mean, every time you turn on TikTok, you got somebody either. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. And yes, okay, there we go. So we have Colossians 2 and 8. Um, if you guys could just read the chat and that was through vain doctrine and deceit. And the other one that I really wanted to. To put, um, let's see. Here we go. Let's see. There's a there's a part where the master is saying that whoever leaves his household because they're choosing to follow the word of God, and here it is in Mark ten. And that is Mark 10, 29 through 31. So make sure you, if you can, um, thank, shout out to the moderator, Demise. No, thank you so much um, while I'm trying to, especially this is live. And, you know, I usually don't really do that much of a live. Okay, so we have Mark 10, 29 through 31. Let's see if I can actually copy it. 
And let me read it to you. So Jesus answered and said, this is what he said. Now listen to our master. He don't look one thing. Ooh, he does not play. He wasn't like, thank you, my father. Yahushua HaMashiach, Jesus of Nazareth, he did not come to bring peace on earth. He came to bring a sword. He will divide mother against daughter, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. Your household will divide, will be divided because you chose to be following the path of righteousness and truth. You're not, you're not going to follow the path of being on in the wide gate because our gate to heaven is narrow and few find it. Few find it. So Mark 10 and 29. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one. Listen, please listen to this. There is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake, for his sake in the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Now we're getting 100fold. We're not following any traditions. We left all of that behind. Sorry, mother, I could love you from afar. Sorry, brother, sister, you still, you still want to play with God and, and you want to play these games and act like this is harmless? So you mean to tell me if I choose to eat this food, I can give up the food. I don't care about the food. Some of the time the food be nasty anyway. You think that these peas and these collard greens and this witchcraft plate, is that worth my salvation? No. I'll see you later. The food was nasty. <laughs> I'm not going to play with... Listen, sometimes the food be nasty anyway. Yeah. Let me read this today. <laughs> Y'all got me today <laughs> y'all gonna have to also pray for me too because my i'm imbalancing this code all right so a <laughs> hundredfold now in this time not next lifetime in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions that means you will be persecuted. They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk bad about you. They're going to lie on you. They're going to turn their back. Why is it? Why does food have this much of an importance? Think about it. It's not because of the food. It's because of the principle behind it. We don't care about the beans. It's the principle. And in the age to come, meaning your 100-fold will be in this time and in the age to come. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. I did a whole video on that one. Whole video. Those of you who have been, who have been rocking with me for a long time before I even had this channel, you know what I'm about to say. 
there is going to be a transfer of wealth, a transfer of what was supposed to be yours is going to be transferred to you. And we serve a God that is a God of restoration. That's a God of healing. According to Joel, he will restore the time wasted. Just as he restored in Joel what the locust has eaten, he will restore your finances. He will restore us. If we have faith, then we do not doubt. Give me a one in the chat. Somebody, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Give me a one in the chat. Eric, can everybody hear me? This is the um, this is the great phenomenon of getting on here on live, and it's like you're talking to yourself because you can't see nobody. I need to make thank, thank you. I need to make sure everybody is with me. Oh goodness, it's not necessarily about the actual food. It's what you're coming into agreement with. Am I getting on here saying black eyed peas is bad? Collard greens is bad? No, I'm not saying that. Of course not. But when you're putting your faith in these this, this hoodoo plate that we already went over the ancient origin of where this came from, when you're putting your faith into that. And you may wonder, why would they choose that? Why would they choose this? It's the same reason why even in this day right now, they choose these types of things. They're for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say you are evil and you go to an occult worker, you try to fix your sister because you see your sister is progressing. You don't want her to progress. Matter of fact, you want to progress and you want to steal your sister's destiny. You want everything that she has, you want it. So you go to one of these wicked Sangomas or a root worker and you say, I want this, I want that from her. She won't prosper. Then the person, the witch will say, oh, well, you go put this egg somewhere and you bury this in there. It's not necessarily about the egg. It's about you being willing to follow the direction. In turn, you come into agreement with it, with the practice. Look up my video on soul fragmentation, star stealing. Did you know you have a star? Do you know someone is after it? This is real life. I mean, this, and I give scripture. This is real life, guys. Come on. You've got to wake up. It's not necessarily about the actual food. It's about what you're willing to do and how you're willing to cooperate with an, an idea that says, hey, I can get you prosperous. You don't need Christ. But then you want to go up and, or well, not you, but most people want to go up into the church and say, oh, let's, you know, bless me indeed. You know the song. It's not right. And it's time for people to come out of the traditions of men and come into the truth, step into the truth. You will be persecuted. You will. But our master said, you have to pick up your cross. Everybody has to pick up their own cross. That is totally different from what this prosperity gospel teaches. Prosperity gospel says, you don't need a cross. 
you don't need to pick up any cross. You can get in through the back door, which is through this money. Listen, I had to get up on here today. I couldn't. <clears throat> and I, I really appreciate <clears throat> everybody who is here and listening. Um, I was debating on whether to come on because I know that I usually do not sound as sinusy clogged. Um, so I, I really, really thank you um, for coming and listening and giving me your input on here. Um, I am going to. Yes, make sure you're hitting the like button and the subscribe button. Anybody have any questions? If you want to, before I leave, I, you know, I can answer any questions that you have. Type them in the chat. Let's just see if there's so many questions come up or anything like that. Let's see. Anybody have any questions? Type them in the chat. Yeah, I, they have a whole, as a matter while I'm waiting for the questions, listen. There is a whole, some of you might see it. Let's see. There is a, a viral post going around saying, this is how you know I'm, this is how you, ooh, thank you, Father. This is how you know that what I'm saying lines up to what's going on today. This is the post that's going around. Ringing the new year with hoodoo foods for prosperity and luck. That's what's going around. And they have the pictures with the symbolism. Oh, here's one. Cornbread, the, gold, the golden cornbread is linked to gold in abundance. It's rich, in, it's rich color signifies wealth. Okra, a, a beloved gem in hoodoo food culture. I cannot make this up. What? And you know, I don't believe in coincidences. Look at this synchronicity right here. We got to get with the program. Okra symbolize fortune and flavor. Fish, a symbol of abundance and fertility in many cultures. Fish in hoodoo tradition Represents moving forward. <laughs> I feel bad even reading this. I rebuke that. I rebuke all of this in the name of Yahushua Hamashiach. You will not. And anybody that's curious about it, listen, you need to um, let's put on the whole cover yourself with the blood. How about that? All of this is foolishness. And uh, and back to the roots of this African spirituality. That is what that what that is what caused us to be enslaved. For 400 years. Let's just get that right. All right. And I and I could say that. <laughs> due to research. And I, I would hope everybody researches. You know on your own. Um, and I, I just. I really thank everybody for coming out. And listening. Make sure that you have your copy of. When Satan plays matchmaker. Exploring the spiritual side of narcissism. Pretty soon I'm going to break down. That chapter or that excerpt on Lilith, the demonic presence of Lilith and how you can actually, um, or if you that narcissistic relationship, it, it would sound very familiar 
about how these people are and you will see the characteristics of this entity in that person that you were dealing with. And I pray that you are not dealing with that person anymore. But Lilith is something else. And, and she hates children, by the way. She hates them. Alrighty, guys. Um, more on that on the next show. And I just want to say that I love you and I thank you for every everyone that's here. And um, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Good night around the world. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Bye with my stuffy nose and all. <laughs>